Welcome to Chatting with Fate Accompli. I'm your host, Logan Wolf, and today I'm joined by Scott Jacobson. Hello! Michael Hanna. Hello. And Connor Foote. You know that's right. And we're back to a normal episode today. Uh, so, that's fun. You sound uh, really today... business when you were greeting. <laughs> You're like, this is Logan Wolf. But yeah. It's a very serious topic we're talking about today. It's, it's not. Very serious. You know. <laughs> Uh, speaking of topics, today we're going to be talking about uh, the meta, and for all of those who aren't sure exactly what I mean by the meta, uh, the meta is, in video games specifically, sorry, I forgot to mention that, the meta in video games is the, I guess, the most optimal and the best ways to quote-unquote play the game. Uh, generally... There's debate about if you should follow it or not, and just because there's a whole bunch of different games out there, the meta is it's just a universal term. Uh, it's very much individually applied to each game, though, and we're going to kind of talk about our thoughts on what it is, how closely should you follow it, should you even follow it in the first place, should you bother with it, and why would you bother with it, all that other kind of jazz. Um, <laughs> so, I guess let's start this off. Overall impression, or overall thoughts in general, and you can base this off of uh, the games you've played. Do all of you think that in terms of a meta, is it necessary to follow it in order to enjoy a game? If that makes sense. Um, I guess, yeah, I'd say it depends on the game, but I think that you can have fun with the game. I would say if you don't follow the meta, if you like just pick characters that might not be the best during the current time of the game, you could still have fun with it. But I think in terms of like, if you want to win more, maybe if it's a more competitive game, uh, it might be better to stick with the meta in terms of winning but i don't think that necessarily directly correlates with your enjoyment of the game you could still enjoy it uh even if you don't quite follow the meta exactly how it should be or how it is at the time and for some people you know it, it that is you know a game's not fun if you're losing so those yeah. <laughs> so people with that mindset i mean mm. obviously you know check up on the meta see what's deemed as the most effective way to play whatever game if that's how you consider fun but of course you know maybe that's not someone's idea of fun maybe they just want to do what they want they want to play the game they want to play the character they want to play and yeah it's entirely feasible and i would actually suggest just you know don't follow meta just ideally uh, that shouldn't be where your fun is coming from <laughs> yes there I go on about ideals again every week. <laughs> every week, Scott. You're a very idealistic guy, Scott. It's okay. I try. <laughs> you got. Uh, you want to? Do you have any uh, anything to add, or do you just kind of agree? Because I also I don't think I really have anything to add. I think I just kind of agree with these guys. What about you? Got anything more specific um, to throw down? I just think it depends on the game. Like if you're playing a super sweaty game, like um, I'd say Cold War is pretty sweaty right now because of skill-based matchmaking and other factors call of duty in general <laughs> yeah but especially this game um you want to use the best meta loadout even you know just not for that but also like for zombies even you know so you get the best out of the game otherwise you're going to be behind i mean some people are fine with that and that's okay but i myself would probably use the best loadout even if it's like scummy quote-unquote scummy to do that okay try hard. let's let's actually transition right into that so actually i'm going to start with you foot because you started mentioning you mentioned cold war what games would you, and again, you already mentioned Cold War, but what games would you say that you play right now at the moment that have a very, and I, and I mean like very, very defined meta, like it's pretty clear that playing this way is just better than other ways. And would you follow it and why? And that, the, the question is going to be for all of you, but I just want to start with Foot because we he already kind of mentioned Cold War. Do you want to go a little more deeper into why you might 
pick that? Is it because it's not fun to lose? Are you just going to get stomped if you're not using the best loadout? Like, why? I would, <laughs> yeah, I would always use the best loadout. <clears throat> Especially if it's like in a competitive scene. Like, I play a lot of Rainbow Six Siege. So if I'm playing ranked, per se, um, I would definitely use the best possible gun and loadout. I mean, different situations call for different things, but and they've definitely changed the meta a lot, but that's beyond the point that I would definitely use the meta in order to to win. I I enjoy winning more than I do just playing, although they're both fun. I prefer winning, so yeah, I'm going to use the best meta. Like I said, I don't care if someone thinks it's like scummy or like, you know, uh, newbie, like using the noob tube and MW2 or anything like that. (laughs) You try hard, you're trying hard in a video I didn't play much of that, but if I was right now playing that, it was like the big thing again, I would be using the noob tube, of course. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And there's a reason it becomes meta, is because it works. Yeah, no, true. People don't like that. Yeah. (laughs) My question to you then, Foot, and we'll just use Rainbow Six as an example. Say you're in a ranked match, and you're trying to, you know, you're trying, you're putting in your best loadout, your best whatever, because you're trying to win, but somebody else on your team, they're not throwing. They're not trying <laughs> to throw. They are playing the best they can, but they are playing someone they like and someone that is not meta. Are you, would you try and tell that person, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Would you be like a would meta you be that driver? Guy? Yeah, would you be that guy? Um, I think we all depends. know who's that. <laughs> for, for Siege, like, I know Mayberry is that guy sometimes, but I can be <laughs> He's too. absolutely that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, if, if somebody's using a character with a good, an ability that helps the team, but it's not a great character, like, with a gun, I'd say go for it. But if you're using a character, let me try and think here. Maybe, like, I don't want to say, I guess, Tachanka, like the original Tachanka, if you're using him. <laughs> How dare you? doing it for the meme or something and ranked, I'm going to be kind of upset. Like, ah, very funny. Let's yeah. pick Jaeger or something or Bandit instead. Yeah. But yeah, I would totally but, get on them for that if they're just, if they use the useless character. So if they're doing it because it's funny and they're, and you can clearly tell that they're not trying, you would get on their case about it, which honest to God, I don't think I could necessarily even blame you for. I probably would too. <laughs> but if you A couple could... of that guys in this chat right now. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess if they weren't using the quote-unquote metal loadout, but it was very clear, or you could tell that they weren't like purposely trying to throw or anything, do you think you'd still get on their case? Or would you kind of just be like, you know what? He's still trying. I'm going to let him do his thing. Um, as long as I'm on the bottom of the leaderboard embarrassing myself, and sometimes <laughs> I do, I, I would. I would, I would suggest that he use a different character to help the team out. Well, yeah, I was going to say, maybe like get on his case might seem kind of strong. Maybe just like, you know, gently help the guy. Yeah, like, maybe hey, just be like, hey, probably could not you... the, okay. the hey, best buddy. thing for the, the site we're in or, you know, hey, like there's I know just that different I'm... objective sites and whatever. maybe that's not the best I know best that I'm 0-8 right but... now and you're like, you know, like 0-6, but I got a suggestion for you and you should follow it because I'm at yeah, the bottom of the leaderboard. Actually... Yeah, Michael, actually, if you want to jump in on this, too, to kind of give your perspective on even maybe some more games, because I feel like out of all of us, you two probably play the most, uh, quote-unquote, competitive, uh, not, not in quote-unquote, but you probably play, well, the most competitive team-based games, where yeah. the meta is, you know, there's obviously better guns, better characters, all that other stuff, but there's also better team synergies, things that you should bring to help your team. How do you feel mm-hmm. about the meta in a team scenario, I guess? Like, what is your, well, yeah, like, what's your limit, I suppose, where you're going to turn into that guy <laughs> to be like, hey, can you try, is not casual, because who cares in casual, but sure. in something competitive, like a competitive mode. Some people do be that guy in casual, though. Yeah, no, you're yeah, not hey, wrong, it's but not exclusive. to give you guys some leeway, I'm saying in Thank competitive you. for you specifically. Where's kind of your limit? How important do you think the meta is in the games that you can, uh, I guess, think of? And I guess, I guess, how important is it? I Go guess. Ahead, Mike. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty important, especially in a game like Siege. It's very because Siege is like pretty different from some other FPSs in the sense that each round you only get one life, and uh, after that you're out till the next round. But I'd say there's a little room for, like, like changing it up. Like, if you have one or maybe even two people in your team of five that are kind of, like, maybe not picking the most meta, 
but you have like the majority of the team is doing very like team orientated orientated gadgets or stuff to help out with the objective it kind of still can work out okay but if there's like everyone's just trying to do their own yeah like single character thing and just not try to work as a group especially in siege it kind of you can fall apart pretty fast if you're all trying to play by yourself against the enemy team so in a sense like that uh there's a little room for I wouldn't say like having fun. You want to have yeah. fun. But there's <laughs> individualism. <laughs> yeah, there's a little room for individualism where you can like pick a character that's not doesn't stick with the team and kind of does their own thing. But uh, if everyone's trying to do that, it can uh, you can quickly fall apart from uh, the enemy team picking you off. So what but, I'm getting is, especially if it's a team-based game like Rainbow Six the meta is a lot more important because it's not just you that, or the enemy team that your choices uh, matter for. It's your entire team as well. Do, do right. you think that's fair to say? Yeah. yeah. Well, I would even yeah. go further. I think oh, yeah, even go, go. Yeah. further than Siege, something that both you and Scott can get it on is Overwatch, I think is even more important sometimes with your team synergy than Siege can even be. Some. Like, I feel like in Siege, sometimes... Uh, if an individual person is doing really well, it kind of like the rest of the team, like this is rarer than like a regular game, but the rest of the team can kind of do not much and like the one person can carry. But I feel like a lot of times in Overwatch, like if you guys are not working good together, like <laughs> you can barely do anything. That, like you're not going to do much of the objective at all. Yeah, that's not to point. Yeah, not to reduce it too much, but you know, <laughs> at, at the end of the day with Siege, you know, characters have their abilities. But I feel like a lot of it can still come down to guy with gun versus guy with gun who can shoot better, you know? Like there oh, yeah, are stat differences, yeah. but it comes down to a pretty common ground for pretty much all the characters, which is just gunfight, peek the pixel, that kind of yeah. language. But Overwatch, <laughs> every single character has very different abilities, which makes yeah. them very good or very bad for certain situations. And when you line them all up in a team of six, you need to really be synergistic you know, at that highest <laughs> level to actually get anywhere. Whereas if you have someone who's like, I'm just, I'm Hammond, I'm going to roll into the enemy again and again and again and again. I'm not going to get out of ball form because that's stupid. And you're just constantly getting away from your team, displacing the enemy team so that your team can't, you know, do anything to them. They're just all over the place. It's very easy to drag the whole thing down. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think I, I agree. I think it's a lot more pronounced in Overwatch because like, like we kind of said before in Rainbow Six Siege, it is comes down to it. Even if, cause there are characters that counter other characters, but at the end of the day, even if you're the person that's getting countered, if you have better aim than the other person, you're just going to win like nine times out of 10 uh, in Siege. It's one bullet to the head and the guy's gone. Like, or dead. one bullet so, to five feet to the side of my head because the game is yeah. very, very well uh, balanced in terms of that. Fortunately, right? yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, someone can carry a lot easier than Siege than in Overwatch because there is no one-shot bullet magic thing for Overwatch, even as, like, a sniper class. Like, yeah. you can one-shot some of the smaller classes, but tanks, but they need tank, two or three. And, that's and if, if the tank has a barrier, barrier. yeah, yeah exactly. there mm -hmm. we go. And if the so, healer gets to them before you get those other yeah. couple shots off. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch is a really good example of where, yeah, your team center, you cannot carry alone in Overwatch. You can't. You can try your absolute best. And maybe, maybe that one time in a hundred, you'll be able to do it. But if your teammates are just messing around. But the thing too is, the thing that gets me is that even if you have a synergized team sometimes your teammates just don't work with the synergy so yeah. i'm a little more lax on overwatch in terms of meta because even if we don't have the greatest synergy as long as we still have teamwork and people know how to actually play their characters and utilize them to the best of their ability and that's what they're doing you're still i think you'd still stomp a team that is using the meta, 
but aren't necessary, but don't have that same kind of teamwork. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's it's very, the, there's also the understanding. <laughs> yeah, Connor, you know what he means? You know what he means. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like, well, yeah, well this team, if you have the teamwork, you know, obviously you have the leg up, yeah. but then you have some teams that will try and replicate the meta but they just don't quite get it or they're not, they're not really, they just pick the characters that the pros pick. And they're like, this is a yeah. team. This is a team that the yeah. pros use. I'm going to win the game. But then they don't understand fundamentally how the synergy works. Yeah. And they just still go off and do their own thing. And they don't really, you know, they just lack that element. Yeah. I think right. my main problem with Overwatch in terms of meta, and I think this is why I'm so down uh, on meta in general is because if you don't pick the meta, you are just going to get so much hate messaging from all of your teammates. And it's just like, it's like... Uh, can you switch off Hanzo, please, dude? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We really it don't need you Hanzo. Be the best, yeah, you could be the best... You could be the best at your character in the world, but if they're not considered in the meta, especially in Overwatch, so many people are going to be like, hey, could you switch off this and actually do something useful, even if you're, you know, carrying your team or anything like that? Mm. I think... Well, I think that's one thing, since, I mean, we're kind of comparing, I guess, Siege and Overwatch a little bit here. But with, like, Siege, like Scott said, it kind of comes down to... uh, mostly the guns so like yeah when you pick meta characters like for now like gadgets are pretty meta in siege but like with everyone's gadgets just like you just pull it out and you place it down somewhere or you just throw it and it sticks to a wall somewhere it's very easy to use it's very easy to use like the meta characters because their gadgets aren't like take a lot to understand how to use yeah whereas in overwatch like you could be using the meta character, but each character in Overwatch is so like their own unique play style that if you don't know how to play that play style good, using the meta character will not do you much good because you don't know how to play them to their best ability. Well, also, I think the main difference is Overwatch, in terms of abilities and whatnot, in terms of meta, is a lot more active than Siege. And what I mean is, for instance... Like, if I played Siege and I needed a meta pick, I'd probably pick, like, Jaeger or Bandit, just because I, I, mm-hmm. unless, unless they've fallen out of style. No, uh, they can't. Well, what was that sticker Jaeger. for? Have they fallen out of style? Logan, <laughs> they've been nerfing so Jaeger super hard, but he's standing they've strong. They've been nerfing still. Jaeger so tough so hard. To yeah. His gun recoils increased. His gun magazine has decreased. Took off his, his Acon. His gadget's been changed. <laughs> totally nerfed his gadget. They're trying to, like, but he's still. my... He's still one of the best picks you could get guaranteed but, and you're not going to get in trouble for picking him no matter yeah. what if you pick him. And the reason why someone like me can pick him, even though I'm not that good at Siege, is and like that'd be a good pick for me, is because in terms of his gadgets and whatnot, all I have to do is go place them in semi-decent spots and then I'm done. Because mm-hmm. they will always, unless you know they get destroyed, but they, it's, a, it's more of a passive thing. Where after I put them down, I don't need to worry about them. They'll help my team and they'll be active and still participating even if I die. So it's like, but in Overwatch, the thing with Overwatch is I, 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 I cannot think of a passive ability that helps your team like that. You have to be very active in what you're doing. You have to know. Widow's Venom mine. You just throw that thing out there. Yeah. (laughs) It'll get someone eventually. Yeah. yeah. Junkrat, the, the only, just keep holding down R2. <laughs> the only two things that I can think of is Widow's Venom Mine and Hanzo's Recon Arrow. Mm-hmm. Other than that, yeah. every other ability disappears after you die, and it's useless if you... Uh, Torb Turret. There you go. Yeah, Torb Turret. There you go. <laughs> oh, Sim Turret too. And Bob. <laughs> yeah. Bob stay alive. Only for like 10 seconds, though. Well, so he's got, he's got things to do. Ma- so like what? The majority of yeah, yeah, for like 6 yeah. out of 24... There, but the rest of them is very active, and you can't just, like in Rainbow Six, you can't just use your gadget and be like, okay, now I can leave it, and the only thing I really have to worry about is my gunfights, because you know, and that's just that's point and shoot, that's that's what you need to do. Yeah. 
in Overwatch, it's I have to point and shoot, but I also have to keep track of all my abilities, and I got to pay attention to my teammates' abilities, and I have to try and synergize as best as I can with all my other teammates' abilities, and we got to pay attention to the enemy's abilities and all their and their ultimates and all that other kind of stuff. And we have to. Mm. And on top of that, every <laughs> character has a different attack. Like literally, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, there's not a single <laughs> same firing mode across the entire roster. You get a full yep. auto, you right. get a burst. It's projectile hit scan. No one's safe. No one's the same. Yeah explosivos things like that it's just yeah it's very right. active so, so the so back to where we were talking so back to like the meta because <laughs> yeah I was say, any other games talking about uh but yeah i think it's very different in siege and overwatch because i think it's easier i think it's easier to follow the meta in siege and probably a lot easier to not get because the whole problem with the meta and following the meta is that there are a lot and a lot of people who follow it religiously and god forbid you choose anything that's outside of it and they're going to either just harass you non-stop and that will make everyone play worse or they're just going to throw the game because they're like oh well uh, clearly because they're not picking the best characters obviously they're trying to throw so why should i try I guess we're playing to lose now. <laughs> yeah. I saw right. that in a Mayberry quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I'm, and that's pretty much my whole problem with it. But with Siege, it's a lot easier, I think, to follow it or at least still be good even though you're not necessarily following it. Because as long as you're doing well, I don't think your teammates are going to like really get on your case necessarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with overwatch yeah, really not and this could just be a difference of community with overwatch it doesn't <laughs> matter how good you're doing they'll still get on your case about it they could be at the bottom doing literally nothing and you could be at the top trying your damnedest to carry your team and they will still say that you're the problem and they'll and they'll they try and report you. Yeah. the game's such an issue in overwatch with their reporting is that they literally have under their report function of like uh someone throwing they have in the description saying someone picking an off character, like a non-meta character does not count as throwing. Do not report them for this. It became such an issue that they literally had to put it Mm -hmm. in their report function that no, this isn't, that's not like if they're trying, but they just didn't pick a on meta character. We're not going to ban them for that. That's stupid. Right. And yet the community continues on. Uh, but yeah, so team-based games, I think, can very much be a big... Uh, it's it's a lot harder to escape the meta, because it's not just you. It's well, it's it's your team. And there's... it's not Yeah. So what were you going to say? I'd say, let's kind of transition. I get... I mean, we would say that it's, your team will make fun of you for uh, not picking the meta, but I think we were saying kind of in Siege and Overwatch, you can still, like, do kind of good even if you don't pick a meta character. Yeah. But people will still yell at you if you don't. But yeah. going to like like a fighting game, I'd say. Yeah. Um, if you don't pick the meta, sometimes it feels like oh, you don't really... You could be fighting that uphill battle and you may never win. Yeah. Like, there I mean, are, the one thing yeah. I can think of with Dragon Ball Fighters <laughs> when GT Goku, the rat, first came out, you could not play a game of rank without going against that character. And yeah. so that just seemed like, like in a case like that, if when the meta character is that good, it seems like if you don't pick the meta character, you don't, it's at least an uphill battle. That's almost impossible. Yeah. That's the thing with fighting games. And I guess Michael and I will talk about this. Um, Fighting games have a very precarious, not, I mean, obviously all games have to follow this, but fighting games in particular have to really walk this thin line of precarious balance because with just one single like change to like someone's frame data, like a little bit, they could go from like average to amazing best character in the game. And if you don't pick him, you're probably not going to win. I, yeah, when G2 Go- when GT Goku came out, he was such a problem 
and just such a top pick that yeah every single tournament every single ranked match the the rat just infested everything mm-hmm. and nobody liked it <laughs> but no one could not play him because no, otherwise they wouldn't stand any exactly chance of nobody liked it but if you wanted to win you had to either pick him or you had to be so good that you could counter and beat him and good luck to you and like you must be the best if you can do that yeah so that because, was just kind of like a, yeah. a way I was thinking that it's different than the, the team games where you could still kind of do do something and still play along even if you don't pick the meta, even if you might still get yelled at by your teammates about it. Yeah. But uh, in the fighting single, like not single player, but you know, only you on the team. Yeah. It's kind of a whole and different situation. That was the same problem that was happening with Grand Blue Fantasy for a while when it first came out. Now I will say, Grand Blue probably still has, and I and I think I'm pretty safe in saying this. It probably still has the best balance in a fighting game that I've ever seen. Unless Strive, the Guilty Gear Strive, the new one that's coming out in June, unless that has better balance, Grand Blue is definitely the most balanced out of everything. All of the characters are viable. Like, you can play them and win matches, but the reason why there were so many people picking specific characters, especially in the beginning, uh, Gran was, like, the best character in the game. It was because he was very simple. He was an all-rounder character, or more of a rushdown, but he was very simple. All those combos were very simple to do, and they would annihilate you. He could touch you twice and you would lose. The thing with Grand Blue that was really a big problem with it for a while, especially with the meta, because all of these simple characters were really, really, really good. And if you picked anyone more complicated, you would have to do so much more to do what they're doing in very simple steps. And it was the most frustrating, annoying thing ever on the godforsaken planet. Because it's, so many of the times, and that's the other problem with, or so many times it felt like you weren't getting outskilled. It was just, you weren't picking the meta, so you were losing. And it, not getting the can't be outskilled, just losing. Yeah, no, because there are just some characters that are just so good that even if you're good with your character that's not meta, it's because these other characters are so good that these people that normally wouldn't really stand a chance against you can beat you because their character is just so broken. And I think yeah, I that's a... the fighting game difference. I think, sorry, just jump in yeah. real quick. No, what, it's fine. Uh, different from, you know, team games with a fighting game. I feel like a lot of it comes down to understanding a character as much as you can, just getting that yeah. 100% understanding. And that's at the pro level, a hundred percent understanding of who you're playing. Oh, but yeah. the reality is, you could have a 100% understanding of say a four out of 10 and the other guy could be having a hundred percent understanding of a seven out of 10. And that's just, it's never going to quite match up because it's just, they're just better. They have that better kit. You could, if, if you were equal players, but you chose a low tier character and the other guy chose a high tier character, he's probably going to beat you nine times out of 10 even though you're the same skill level, it's because these characters is specifically in fighting games. Sometimes they try and balance them. Don't get me wrong. Devs work very hard to try and balance or most of them work very hard to try and balance their characters. So every character is viable and like fairly like in the same ballpark. Like that's very hard to do just because, you know, games are games and obviously just how some characters are designed. Like it's kind of hard to maybe bring them back down to earth or try and raise them up a bit more. It's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect, but sometimes it's ridiculous. (laughs) And that's when ranked matches just get absolutely filled with the same character over and over and over again. And you have to decide, okay, do I want to stick with this person that I actually want to play? Or do I want to go to the meta and just win and try and win more matches? And I think that's the big argument with the meta and why I 
Ah, God, I really don't like it because, yeah, it's between playing who you like and winning. And, like, it... Mm, games, like, it, it sucks that that's a part of it, but, I mean, that's just how they operate. And it's like... Eh, some things are just going to be good. Some things are just going to be bad. Uh, yeah, no matter what you do, you know, someone, no matter what game you have, someone's going to find the most efficient, effective way to play it. Yep. And that's what they're going to roll with. Mm -hmm. And the people won't see that. Yep. Like, it's just inevitable. There's always going to be a best, especially in an objective driven right. game. You know, it's just, there'll always be yep. someone who's just better at doing the objective. So I guess this is, so this, this is why it's kind of hard to talk about meta and should you follow it or not it's because it, it's <laughs> because sometimes it is case by case like i said grand blue especially now it's very balanced like grand is no longer top of the list he's still good don't get me wrong he's still very good but they what they've done is they've buffed the other character and nerfed him some too but mostly what they've done is they've taken the quote unquote low tier characters and given them buffs and patches so they can now compete with the higher tier characters i just want to say that because i love that game and it breaks my heart every time i go to try and play it and there's nobody playing it and just it breaks my heart but uh <laughs> crying in the club right now yes mm -hmm. but the problem with discussing the meta is that it's 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 just really it, it really does depend on the game like fighting it, like even with I'm trying to, I, I'm trying to think of how to describe this it's very I think it's very hard um it's I like think, an extension of the game but it's also not actually <sighs> part of the game it's more of a collective yeah. mindset that forms around a game yeah like for instance, we'll 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 move on on this because Scott, you're the expert in Dead by Daylight, so you probably know a wow. lot about the yeah, you probably know a lot about the meta and whatnot. What's the meta like in that game? Like, if you don't use it, are you screwed? Do you have to use it? So obviously, Dead by Daylight's a different game compared to what we've been talking about. <laughs> yeah, because it's asymmetric. It's a yes. team of four survivors going against one killer, and as such, each side is going to be bringing very very different things to the forefront and i mean when it comes to the meta obviously because it's it's an objective driven game obviously survivors need to escape by repairing generators and evading the killer and the killer got to kill because that's what they do and so the most of the meta perks i would say are deemed not so much like you'd think generator perks are the ones that are like so meta not really the perks yeah. that are really meta in Dead by Daylight, and you'll see a lot at higher ranks, are often termed second chance perks, which mm -hmm. survivors can, mainly survivors, I don't think killers really have anything equivalent, but survivors with second chance perks, they basically, they give survivors a lot of wiggle room that they wouldn't have without them, mm -hmm. to the extent of actually really derailing almost how a normal game flows. Uh, yeah. The simplest example I could think of is, you know, uh, the perk unbreakable normally when the killer downs you you're just there and either they pick you up or your friend does they come by and pick you up yeah. but with unbreakable you can pick yourself up only once per game but still that's huge you know killer might leave you somewhere and you just pick yourself up no one has to move anywhere yeah perks uh exhaustion perks which lets you get a boost of speed are very popular one of them Dead Hard, I'd say, is one of the more popular meta ones simply because mm -hmm. it gives you a quick dash, which lets you also evade damage. But this can actually be used to really great effect if you're running around a certain structure evading the killer. Dead Hard can literally almost act as like a second health state, basically, in which by using it and getting that distance, you can start the chase over, essentially. And that's how yeah. a lot of them are, because you just scootle on out of the master. <laughs> The main meta for like DBD would be something like the survivors are around, you know, and it's just kick Victor. If you're playing against the twins, that's pretty effective. Yeah. Well, those cooldowns really small, so it doesn't really do anything, but it's, it's more fun. It's about anything. sending it's a, a message, Scott. <laughs> it is about sending a message. But I would say yeah. almost the most meta thing about Dead by Daylight, especially with the survivors specifically, isn't even perks, it isn't even in the game. 
it's discord <laughs> it's discord it's in the chat party just having playing with friends is actually hugely meta breaking in many cases and yeah. you're like huh really but really yeah the game is not really based around voice chat there's no native voice chat in the game yeah and having that is huge you could be on you know if you're playing solo maybe you're on a generator on one side of the map you have no idea what your team's getting up to you yeah. don't know if you being need hooked. to go save your friend who's on the hooked you don't need to know you know we don't know where the killer is is someone being chased you just don't know and that indecision and hesitancy leads to a lot of inefficiency yeah but when you're in a team Hey, I'm looping. I'm on Shaq. I got dead hard. I think I can take him <laughs> one more time. I still have the pallet up, mm. so I should be able to drop that. Oh, uh, he's going to catch up. No, I think I got him. Or you have people shouting things out like, hey, he's doubling back. So, we get, oh, thanks. And then you just keep going forward. Yeah. It really just. I wouldn't. It's way more helpful. <laughs> it's very yeah. helpful. But it's. It's one of those weird things because there's like, like meta is not. A game, but it's part of a game, you know? Yeah, like parts of the game that form this idea of the game. This is like outside the game completely. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very weird. Yeah. See, what I, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I. I. No. I'm just saying. I really don't like how I fr- like how I uh, frame this. Uh, not is the meta good or bad? I wish I had framed it just like what is the meta and then what are they and like our favorite games and how do we feel about them because it's really hard to have an opinion on the like meta because it's just such a huge variety across all the different games because it it doesn't there's a meta for every single game and they all are and it's all different yeah, yeah. All how different, different have been all instance, these games we've brought up instance, i'm gonna bring i'm about to bring up another one genshin impact has a meta Genshin it's not Impact a competitive a, game like the other ones. Genshin Impact is a single-player game. It has co-op in it, but you do not have to do co-op. The, well, the, the metas are particularly dominant because they can, you know, in a competitive game, you want the best advantage over the other players. Yeah. In a PvE game, in a offline game no one what it's just a computer you're going against you're not going against other Mm -hmm. humans you would think you would think but there's still people who if you join their game and i haven't done this in a while because i haven't needed to and maybe i should because i want to actually interact with people in kenshin again (laughs) but (laughs) there are people where if you bring and i'm uh so the character amber is considered by a lot of people, even if they like her, to be the worst character in the game. Again, not because they dislike her, but just because the way she's designed is god-awful. <laughs> yeah. Which is, so, could be a reason to not like her. Yeah. But if you show up in a co-op game with, like, uh, your fully maxed out Amber, people will still kick you. Even though it is a PvE game. You are not fighting anyone or you know you're not fighting another player you're not really detrimental to anyone like amber can still do damage just you know not as good as other characters and it's just they'll still kick you out because it's like you got to you got to switch characters to someone that's actually good and it's just like well how do you know that they're bad maybe they still kick ass because the thing about genshin impact it doesn't matter your character your damage comes from your artifacts and artifacts you can put on any character and you can farm all your artifacts that you could ever possibly want. Are there some characters that do better with certain artifacts? Sure. Does that mean that characters like Amber, even if they're considered bad, can't do damage? No, they still can. They still can. Every piece of content in Genshin Impact you can clear with, I'm fairly certain this is still true, you can clear with all the starter characters, so you don't have to roll, you don't have to do anything else. But if you have the right weapons and the right, right artifacts, you can clear everything. It might just take longer, <laughs> but you can do it. But there's this weird like meta in Genshin Impact where you have to have like the best five stars. You have to have these things because you know you want to finish the game quicker. 
And it's like, there's so many people that only care. And, you know, fair enough, if you only care about the numbers, like, I guess that's what you want to do. But it's come to a point where if you don't care about the numbers and you just want, you know, you want a character to want a character, people look down on you for that. It's like, oh, well, that character is actually really bad. And it's just like, well, but I like them. And they're just like, (laughs) well, I just had yesterday, I was playing some Genshin. Yeah. And I joined a a co-op lobby and I had the the main character of the game up to level 90 and they didn't kick me or really like tell me to switch, but they kind of like put in the chat, they were like level 90 traveler question mark and kind of like laughed at it. (laughs) Because that's not like the yeah. not like a common thing or like the best thing. So they kind of yeah. like just seeing that they kind of they thought it was weird. Yeah, no, and it it's sometimes sometimes it's mean. Yeah, and sometimes it is hard to judge whether people are like just kind of taken aback because they're like, oh, like that's surprising, or if they're like, oh, look at this peasant. <laughs> uh, though I will say. The Genshin Impact community, especially, well, a specific section of the Genshin Impact community is not very bright in particular. <laughs> but again, it's, the, <laughs> it's this whole thing with like people trying to push a meta in a single player game. And obviously, if you want to, and I'm not saying there isn't a meta, there's obviously teams that work way better because it is you create your own team, your own squad. There's obviously weapons, artifacts, and teams that synergize the best with each other. But you don't need to. And that's the thing that just bothers me. Like, I don't understand that. And the thing that, sorry, the thing that actually bothers me more is when people look down on you for not following it. And that's the thing that bothers me the most because like maybe in Overwatch, maybe in like these multiplayer games that we've kind of already talked about, you know, maybe if you don't follow the meta, it's a bit more understandable when your teammates are like, hey, can you like, you know, switch to this to help out more? But in a single player game, you're really going to look down on somebody for not like trying to do the most optimal damage and all that other kind of jazz when it has no effect on you? Like, you're really going to do that? Well, that's the essence of meta, just being as optimal <laughs> as possible. And yeah, I'm, I can completely actually see how it fits into a single-player game because it's still a game that you can do efficiently. So there'll no, be those I... people that say, that's how you play. You play it as efficiently as possible. <laughs> There's no I room can... for taking any extra. We don't have time to waste if time. You want, if you want... <laughs> to be as efficient and possible in your own game and that's how you want to play the game, fine. I don't understand when people take it so far that they friggin' harass and make fun of other people that are playing it a different way. That is my problem. Like, I I don't understand that because there's literally no detriment to you. Like, obviously, if people are like, hey, Maybe you should try this out. You'll do more. Like, you know, if they're suggesting it, if they're just trying to be helpful, but there's, that's not what people are doing. (laughs) They're saying, this is the way you have to do it. And if you don't do it this way, you're an idiot. And it's like, well, who cares? Let them do what they want. (laughs) But some people are just going to be like that. For for instance, Scott, with our Resident Evil 4 playthrough, we probably weren't playing the quote-unquote meta way because we didn't have a sniper rifle until we actually needed it. Yeah, until the game held our arm behind our back and said, (laughs) you're going to buy this sniper rifle, or I swear. Yeah, but there's plenty of people that, you know, probably like speedrunners and stuff, like we're not playing optimally, but I, well, I don't think, well, no, actually people might get on our case for that. (laughs) I mean, they kind of did a little bit. Maybe, yeah, yeah. No, it's just, it's, it's, I guess to, to kind of, I don't know. Uh, I just realized Foot hasn't said anything in like 20 minutes. Do you well, have been any... talking about games that he hasn't really Oh, yeah. I'm still here. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, is there, any, is there any games that you can think of that, like, you have more of an expertise in that, like, you think, like, the meta is either, like, weird or you've just had, like, some experiences in that game with the meta? Something like that. I'll just point out that the most frustrating meta for me probably ever is the Destiny right. meta because Bungie just loves to change things. So, well, not just 
very slowly. Like it'll take them months to change something, even when they know it's terrible or broken. And then they'll just go and like they'll nerf it to hell, and then they'll buff something else a little bit. Like I think there was one time they nerfed, they uh, buffed auto rifles by something along the lines like point zero 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 four percent, and they thought that was acceptable, an acceptable fix to auto rifles that were broken, like as in bad broken, yeah, not good. So yeah, it's just uh, and right now there's this whole stasis issue. They nerfed stasis after it came out super strong initially, mm-hmm. and then they buffed it again recently. So now Crucible, where everyone plays PvP, is just a frozen fest and that's just not fun for most people it's just but then yeah you have to use it if you want to compete so you're going to use the subclass you hate playing yeah. against <laughs> so yeah that's just a uh, frustrating man i still like playing a lot but especially in pvp it's just well the interesting thing about destiny especially is it's kind of a blend of what we've been talking about in that yeah. the weapons mm, you can true. use you can oh. use in pvp but also pve yeah. so something like stasis you know wicked cool against enemies that are just controlled by a computer because like yeah. look they're all frozen my i did it but then when it's a human being, when it's you who's frozen, it's like, hmm. <laughs> you can't do anything. It's like when you freeze in any form of player versus player mode, it's just frustrating because you just put your controller on. You can't do anything. And I mean, it freezes. There's no anything. Even any yeah. super gets frozen too. So and This is the first time they've actually separated balancing for PvP and PvE in dealing with stasis when they first nerfed it. But I mean, then they buffed it again. So I... One thing, uh, one other aspect that we could talk about before we finish this up too is that sometimes, and specifically talking about Destiny, sometimes the meta is locked behind a price wall as well. Specifically with Destiny that, too. Yeah, that, that can't if you happen. Don't, if you yeah. don't own Shadowkeep, you can't you can't use that subclass. That is the best in the game. So you're yeah, just at a disadvantage, or whatever, Michael. I don't care. <laughs> and, uh, actually, actually. Uh, but the point is you might be locked behind a paywall. Like if, if you like uh, for me, for instance, when I went back and played destiny two, I didn't have access to the stasis class. So I was Mm -hmm. always at a, I was always at a disadvantage whenever I played PVP in that game, because I literally did not own the best thing in the game. Which is funny because I mean, they're notorious for doing this when they first released the first three subclasses and taking King for destiny one. They were all very, especially Titan and Warlock, they were very buffed for PvP. Mm-hmm. So, like, the players who didn't buy it, they're out there in the wild in the Crucible and they see this and they get killed by this. I'm like, I have to purchase this now and buy it. It's like a huge selling tactic. And I get it at first, but Stasis, it's been like six months, about six months now. And it's like the point's kind of mute now. Like, we get it, we get it. You want people to buy your content, but please just nerf it for the people that already bought it and have been here for thousands Sorry, of hours. But they're still waiting for me to buy it because I am. They're still waiting on Logan. Boy. <laughs> it's 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 just it's just Logan. It's just it's him. Like, if you buy it, then they'll nerf it. So thanks. They'll yeah, never buy it. True. <laughs> they'll never nerf yes. it. That was my plan all along. But yeah, and I guess, and I guess, yeah, so I think that's 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 one of the other issues that I personally have with, and I'm oh, I actually I feel like all of us have is with metas is that uh, they could very easily be locked behind a paywall, and if you don't purchase that content, you're going to be at a disadvantage in the game, and that's just that's yeah, yeah. I tell it's pretty much in every game across <laughs> what we talked about. Yeah, between well, the the paywall, a fighting game when a new Call character comes put, out, used to put guns behind just... a paywall, and they still kind of do with the. Well, sometimes pass. they gussy it up. Um, like, I don't know the exact. No, finish your thing. No, yeah, I don't know the. Ex- sorry, I don't know the exact. Because um, I know at one point they put guns in mystery box or the uh, loot boxes for Black Ops Three, and people were angry. Um, I don't think they changed that, but the next game, it wasn't as bad. And the next game, they went far again, and they had to change it back a little bit. So they're always trying to, like, hide, not hide, but, like, put these guns, these meta guns that are very good behind paywalls. Yeah. Or, like, Battlefront 2, they did that as well. After you bought the game initially, you couldn't play Darth Vader unless you played, like, literally hundreds and hundreds of hours, or you could just yeah. buy it for, for real money. <laughs> and they got completely backlash. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah, yeah. get at. With, uh, sometimes they gussy it up with saying, like, oh, well, technically you can get it in game yeah <laughs> but do you want to that's a lot of effort and it's also a bit of a grind mm-hmm. spend thousands of like, hours uh, yeah. i'd see you kind of do this dead by daylight does this see yeah. you, you well dead by daylight the licensed characters you have to pay for because you know contracts in the sort but original yeah. characters you can buy with in-game currency it's just that it takes quite a bit of in-game currency and by the rate new characters come out it's going to be very difficult to play enough to get all of the characters for free that you can yeah. get for free 
And this just is buy it. Yeah. That well that's that's also kind of the thing with Genshin Impact. Well, kind of. There's two things I want to say. What's one's with Genshin Impact and one with fighting games. The Genshin Impact thing, I can understand why people would only want to roll on quote unquote meta characters. Because if you're gonna be spending money and you don't particularly care about that character's aesthetics or anything like that, like if that's not what you're going for, if you just want like really good characters, fine. That's totally fine because you are spe- you're potentially spending money for that. So it makes sense that you would want this character to be good. Uh, the difference with Genshin Impact, like I was saying before, you don't need them. You do not need these characters. It's only if you want them. There are metas. Yes, there are characters that are, you know, the best of the best at what they do that are locked behind, uh, well, I, I say paywall. It's kind of weird with gotcha games because you get super lucky and not pay a dime and get that character. So you didn't actually do anything or didn't spend anything. So that's, you know, but it's a kind of a different situation. But mm, uh, Gambling. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's all it is, yeah. Yeah, uh, which I think I'm actually going to stop spending on Genshin entirely beyond good, like, maybe the, the monthly This is pass. good. Yeah. Because it's like yeah, I've come, I've come to realize that I really don't need the best of the best. I really like all the characters I have. Like I, I wouldn't say that I regret necessarily spending any money on the game, but I, I don't think I necessarily like. I should be a lot more conservative and take kind of my fate approach and just save my resources for something that I really know I want. And if I'm kind of iffy on something, I'm just going to be like, you know what, eh, whatever. Yes. Sorry, but to continue on, the thing I understand, I understand meta chasing in that way specifically in Genshin because it is real world money. It is, and you really should be getting something good for your real world money. I understand that. But the thing with fighting games, and it does depend on the fighting game, but for the most part, in terms of being locked behind a paywall, I think fighting games are probably the genre in terms of like having, if they have paywalls in their thing, are probably the genre that have the, I guess the least amount of what we've been talking about. And you might argue with me on that one, but I would say most developers of fighting games try and balance their games so at least someone in the base roster is good enough to be like top tier. Like, I'm trying to think of how I want to explain this because unless, I'll say it like this, I can't think of any fighting games where you have to buy this character. I know we were talking about Dragon Ball and like how the rat was such a problem and he was DLC. So that might be one example kind of, but the thing is, he was really good, yes, but there are still other, like, there's, there were plenty of really good characters in the base roster that could deal yeah. with him. Now, obviously, if you want that advantage, yes, you're going to have to buy him. So, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. But I think the thing with fighting games, too, is they can release really overpowered characters. They can also release characters that suck ass. And I feel like in terms of the balance of that, there's way more of a balance in terms of like in comparison with something like destiny where every new paid thing is like, you know, becomes the meta and it's like the next best thing, that kind of thing. Fighting games, I think have a tendency to sometimes release characters that become the best thing in the game. Sometimes characters that don't friggin' matter and nobody likes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Most nether realm games have a track record of uh, one of the last DLC characters breaking the game somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but up until that point, like all the other characters are kind of like, okay. You know what I mean? What was the last, is, did MK11 have all, uh, its finished one? Wait, what? What did you say? What? So, did, did, uh, did MK11, did it finish its DLC roster? I don't know if there's a combat pack three in the works or not. I've heard that there might be, but okay. we always hear that there might be. Yeah, it's true. Or the last one, like Terminator and Rambo. Yeah. I think it was Rambo, Rain, and Melina that was the most recent one, but that might yes. not be true. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yep. Because Ram- Rambo is the last one. I, Unless the last one I know about was Rambo. When did Robocop and, come uh, out? Was that before or after Rambo? 
That was uh, before. That was before. Before yeah. I think, right? Okay. It was RoboCop Terminator or that's right. RoboCop that's... Spawn Terminator. RoboCop Rambo? wasn't in that pass. No, you think it was Joker and Spawn in Joker's Joker combat pass. Right, right, right. Anyway, but again, but the, yeah, but the thing is, I I I do believe that uh, fighting games tend to be the ones where sure there are some things that get locked behind a paywall, but it's not every single new character is going to be like the most broken thing that you have to buy. It can happen, but I don't think they do it on purpose like some of these other games do. I'm optimistic. (laughs) You're making a lot of generalizations here. Yeah. I think we'll hold up in many cases. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of the fighting games I've played, (laughs) there seems to be a trend of... uh, it's not, or if anything, it's not every single one. Like, sure, there are some, but there's not a tendency that it is every single DLC character is going to be, like, the top tier of the most top tier. Unlike in, like, you know, like, Destiny, where, you know, if you don't, the new DLC has, like, the new best subclasses and stuff like that. All right. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> I'm also That's super biased. Uh, yeah, I'm also super biased because I just love fighting games. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there any other topics on the meta? Because, yeah, again, I really don't like how I framed this initially. I, 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 I don't think it's necessarily of do we like the meta and should you follow it. It's more so of what are what's the experiences of the meta in our like favorite games in different games. Yeah. Yeah, I think we covered, I think we covered a good variety of games that are uh, pretty different. Oh yeah. Kind of had different types of metas. Yeah. I think we were pretty good with that. Yeah. I think the most important. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say to kind of push things towards closure. I think that one of the more important things in my opinion about metas is just to be thinking critically about them. Yeah. Cause like, it is a mindset. You need to kind of understand why this runs, why it works. And that knowledge can actually be useful for going against the meta. It, it very, it, yeah, it, it can make people very predictable. And yeah. by daylight, you know, those second chance perks that I talked about, <laughs> you can pretty much assume they'll be there. And so oh, you yeah. can react accordingly. You know, you can just wait for the survivor to dead hard and then, well, oh no, it didn't do anything. And so yeah. if you just at least have a handle on the meta, you don't need to be the best you don't need to be running the meta yourself but having that understanding of it is more important than participating in it yeah and i'm even going to bring this back to fighting games and dragon ball specifically would you fight the rat every or you know gt goku like every single match yes but does that mean you'd get a ton of practice against that character yes and eventually you would come to learn his ins and outs and uh, you could fight him a lot more uh, easily. And if you're someone who doesn't play the meta, like you play like off characters, like characters that maybe not a lot of people have seen, you're probably going to be, if, and you get to the point where you can understand how to combat that character, the GT Goku. Meta character. Yeah, if you can learn how to combat that character with your characters, you're probably going to be off or way better off than a lot of people following the meta because the people following the meta are probably going to be using the same combos, the same tech, the same strategies while you're learning to counter them. And then also using characters that they might not know how to counter because they're also fighting people that are also just using the meta. Yeah. So you, you I agree with Scott, you really got to think critically about it because it's, it's a very, it's an interesting thing. The meta. It becomes a comfort zone. And yeah. So as a result, one of the better things you can do in a competitive setting is to push them out of their comfort zone. Then all yep. of a sudden, those people are floundering. Yep. Yeah, and Absolutely I'll take agree. it and just tie it back to Rainbow Six even. Sometimes, like we said, it comes down to just gunfights. Sometimes there will be someone who's a lower rank than you, and they'll just do something that's just so <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> that you're just like, you completely weren't expecting it, and then they kill you because like no one ever sits in you know this corner runs down this hallway and then you just you were just doing it because you weren't expecting anyone to be there and they're just right there and so it just so throws off from what you're expecting that yeah it works 
the best mind game is to pretend to have no mind or to have yeah, no, mind. no mind at all. Yes. Metas, they cannot be mind gamed. They cannot smart you if you don't have anything to outsmart. You're not smart enough. I, yeah, I was going to say, I agree with Scott. Metas are a comfort zone that you could absolutely take advantage of. The only thing is you do have to be good enough in the game to take advantage of it because you have to overcome the benefits and the pros of the meta. But if you can get over that, you can absolutely use that to your advantage and to, uh, yeah, counter the meta, essentially. <laughs> you need to understand the basics before you can subvert them. Exactly. Say the the different if, tiers of yeah. video game. The noob, the meta user, and above the meta. And yeah. the master. <laughs> and it may be an uphill battle, always, because, you know, oh, they, yeah. the other person might be playing the meta, and they also might understand the meta, and that's a dangerous comp. Uh, they also might be a combination. Good. Yep. But, you know, I don't count yourself out just because of that. Just, again, focus on the whole comfort zone idea and come up with or put them into situations they're not comfortable with. And more often than not, more is viable than you think. Yeah. But that's honestly, in terms of going against the meta, that's usually more reserved for the more super dedicated kind of players. So it is, it is, a, it is a trade-off. There is a trade-off. So, but yeah. The ideal is if it's meta and fun at the same time. Yeah, no, exactly. No, that's, yeah. That's the best combination. Absolutely. For sure. Or if the meta is like, uh, yeah, if it's fun or if the meta provides a variety anyways, like there's not necessarily one person or one thing that rules above all. It's kind of just like a big thing of a lot of viable things. But yeah, so yeah, it's not always that case. No, it's not there I go case. again, being idealistic, hard, hard me. <laughs> yes, but no, that, I agree. That is the ideal for sure. Uh yeah. Do we have any? Uh, I'm gonna go through the rest of you, Michael. Foot. Anything? Uh, any last words you want to throw in before we uh, before we uh, bring this to a close? No, I think I uh, mm. covered everything pretty good. My favorite meta is probably Mrs. Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that foot? It's a, it's a great meta. What's so good about that meta? <laughs> Nobody He's tell Mr. Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, he, he likes like Mr. Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think... Uh, so once again, I'm just going to apologize for framing it weird i really didn't like how i framed it i i think we kind of i think we talked about it pretty well i just didn't i just don't particularly like how i framed it at first i, I think we framed we it did. around your ideal way anyway yeah, yeah. I, I we I kind like of took your bad frame and we're like what <laughs> yeah. if we did it could be better though yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like the conversation we did have but i specifically kind of <laughs> kept like tripping through the mud so i appreciate you guys picking it up uh don't worry everyone listening <laughs> we'll fix them Next yeah. time we'll make sure he does better. <laughs> I, I can't promise that. <laughs> we'll try. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to focus. As Halo from Cortana once said, don't make a girl a promise you can't keep. <laughs> Halo's my yes. favorite character from that. <laughs> I agree. Okay, yeah. I think that's our closing thoughts. Uh, we should have a, a still a normal episode next week. Not sure about the topic, but I don't think. But when are we ever? When are we ever? Boys, boys! That was for this for the episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why'd you have to bring it up? Now, we have now, to we it. now it's on video and now can can't use video, it. Video, video, video! Logan, you don't Logan understand. understand technology. Been... <laughs> He's living in 1990 still. I've been. Video recording this entire <laughs> audio conversation. <laughs> Damn it! He's Have you been up and getting my texts? <laughs> make sure you make a VHS copy for us. Yeah, I'll try. I don't know if I have the upgraded technology to make a VHS, but you know, <laughs> oh I can God. make a uh, can make a record of it. Maybe. <laughs> a record? How am I supposed to watch it on vinyl? Yeah, Michael, what the hell? 1990, I meant to say 1950.
That's how we'll <laughs> release the next episode on vinyl. Oh, my baby. Hello, vinyl my exclusive yeah. episode. Hello, my ragtime guy. <laughs> now we're back to 1520. <laughs> Keep going back. <laughs> we're going to go. It's eventually going to go back to 500 BC and we're just going to be monkeys hitting sticks and stones together. <laughs> Isn't that basically how like our Overwatch matches go anyways? Yeah, true. You don't know. You don't play that game. <laughs> I did. I have like 10 minutes. <laughs> Every time. Oh, good lord. Uh, damn. I. You know what? I thought of another game, but I'm going to keep it to myself because we're wrapping it up. <laughs> keep it to yourself. We'll talk I about will. it next time. I will. I will. We'll Move along, people. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah. So next week, to be determined... It, we uh, we had a fun plan, but then it. transactions and follow us on all our social media we so could. you can learn five minutes Battle ahead of the video next week when uh, <laughs> what the topic's gonna be. Yes, or even during what... the video. Yeah, audio. <laughs> we'll now I'm doing it. Tweet it out during the audio. <laughs> Michael's infecting us all. We need to stop. It works. It works. <laughs> So I want to I want to thank I want to thank uh, Michael I want to thank Foot and I want to thank Scott to a lesser degree for showing. Yeah, and you hesitated wow. too. My first name is not Foot, but I got your point. Yeah, you know what? I know too many. Might Connors, as well be known. So. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not talking about Connor Mayberry here. Shout out to Mayberry since he never shows up. And he yeah, said he would. I also know some other. We'll get him here one of these times. They haven't paid enough money in our DLC packs to True. get Mayberry in yet. <laughs> he hasn't unlocked the rank in the battle pass yet to join. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beta complex battle pass. Okay, God damn it. Thank you for listening. If you got this far, the thank children. you. children. I'm so sorry that all of our endings are just rambling bullshit. Or <laughs> children. Eventually. We will uh, talk to you or talk at you next week. Goodbye.